greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Critical Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Good, and joining me once again is my go-to podcast compadre, Mr. Joe Lever. Joe, how are you doing this fine evening, my friend? Uh, I'm doing good, Jimmy. Uh, staring down the barrel of a pretty big uh, 2021 year here. Ah, yes. Uh, yes, we are. Yeah. You seem like a deer caught in the headlights. Maybe something could uh, help you quench that fear in not only your eyes, but maybe your mouth as well. Huh. I think you're right, Jimmy. Perhaps there is such a beast. Ice cold, crisp, Canada dry ginger ale. Yep, that's right, everybody. We're doing it again. <laughs> This episode definitely never brought to you by Canada Dry or Ginger Ale or anything having to do with that, because I feel like their lawyers are just waiting for a reason to come after us. Uh, we would love to be sponsored by Canada Dry, though. That would be great. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, produced under the authority of Dr. Pepper, 7-Up, Inc. Yep. Uh, you yeah, know what's guys, funny about Canada I truly appreciate the product. product. I'm I not bad-mouthing it. I yeah. love it. I mean, if anything, just say thanks. You're welcome. Whatever. <laughs> That'd be great. I think Canada Dry is uh, one that I like a lot because, as I've told people in the past, I don't often drink very much. And if I'm going to a place that they're, like, mixing drinks and doing all that stuff, a lot of people in their homes have, like, Canada Dry to mix with drinks. So I'm like, yeah. I'll just have a glass of just the Canada Dry. And they're like, just the ginger ale? I'm like, yeah, it's pretty good. So uh, I like it, too. I mean, it, I mean, it is. It's nothing mind-blowing. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I enjoy it. Yep. Enjoy it. But anywho, staring down the barrel at a big 21. Yep. Big year. It's a big, big year. 21. It is a big year. big year. Well, also, we know more specifically, it's going to be a big year for games, which 2020 was also a large year for games, regardless of all the crazy things happening outside right now. But 2021 is shaping up to hopefully be a good year. Now, we're going to talk about the games we're most looking forward to that are supposed to be coming out in this year. However... There's a great chance that these things could be delayed. Uh, we're not going to give out specific dates for these games because these things could, like I said, they shift very, very quickly. And actually, we're, we kind of looked at a few different spots, but we landed on, uh, there's a 50, top 50 lists over on Polygon that we're kind of going off of a little bit to kind of uh, inform us a little bit more. So yeah, uh, I'm excited though. I think there's some really cool things coming out this year. It's not as like stacked in the like the the big way that I feel like um some previous years have been where we're like okay it's like we're for sure getting you know Red Dead Redemption or like when Monster Hunter World which is the same year as Red Dead Redemption uh too but you know stuff like that where I've been like waiting for or like Ghost of Tsushima last year which I was like ah oh, finally but still some really cool games uh Joe because I'm a gentleman and somewhat of a scholar I'm gonna let you go first I want you to tell me what what's the uh, one game that you, you got your eye on so far coming out supposedly quote unquote in 2021 <clears throat> um yeah so i got a little bit of a list here generated um i think uh in no important order i think thus far the game i'm most excited about for 2021 is um the game outriders going off strong okay. yeah starting off on a strong foot i think for my list i this is a game that, uh, of all places, I caught uh, wind of it on Instagram. Oh, really? Um, 
Yeah, it was an advertisement on Instagram, and and then I, you added a little fuel to the fire on it. But um, overall, I, I just kind of like the – I mean, what really gets somebody's attention point blank like that? Uh, style, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The look. There's something about the it aesthetic. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's something about it that's uh, eye-catching and captures my attention. So – uh, plain and simple, uh, positive number one, check, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I also like uh, beyond the fact that it's stylish and kind of aesthetically alluring, um, I like the fact that there's multiplayer co-op, yeah, online play, get in there with a buddy and wreck house, you know, I like that. I like that. That's my that's my vibe, yo. Um, and there were two buddies. Then I like the fact that it's class-based. Yeah. Different classes, working together, teamwork. But, you know, the fact that everybody has a slightly different ability. Like, I won't lie, I get a little bit of Anthem vibes, which another, you know, not to get off in the rabbit hole, but a game that had a lot of potential. It was Mm -hmm. very aesthetically pleasing. It was beautiful and stylish. And it had all the things. It just didn't. That was what they focused on were all those things and not the remainder of it that, you know, made it have, excuse me, legs and longevity. Yeah. Um, So I'm hoping that's one thing that this game has is legs and longevity, something that's going to keep a a player base interested in continuing to play the game. Um, Obviously, a lot of that's going to require investment and support by them, uh, potentially future DLC content, that sort of thing. So I'd be looking forward to that. Um, and then again, uh, customization. I mean, something that's stylish such as this, um, you know, I'd be looking for customization, something maybe similar to the lines of, uh, along the lines of like an Anthem, I guess. Cause yeah. you know, your guys kind of got like an armor suit and the weaponry, um, and then their unique abilities. I'd like to see some sort of customization built around that, which I think clearly they, they come right out and say it in those trailers and gameplay. Well, I don't think there's any like true gameplay trailers, but, um, a little. There's a bit of a little bit. There's yeah. a bit of detail in those trailers that I was watching. So, um, so yeah, looking forward to seeing stuff like that out of that game. Um, and then the kind of cherry on top of the Sunday for that game and why it's kind of tops on my list. Uh, and I wanted to hit it right out right out of the gate was um, it's kind of fantastical. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I, and I'm not normally into those types of games. You know, um, call me a bro gamer. You know, I'm more into the the Call of Duties, maybe sometimes racing games, uh, first-person shooters. Um, you know, I get into Star Wars, so I guess you start to get call it sci-fi. Um, yeah. But this, I think, you're getting into that more fantasy realm type of deal, which may be a new uh, barrier for me to break down. So, um, yeah, I wanted to kind of start, you know, get into 2021 with uh, pursuing some new vibes for myself um, and exploring new paths. Uh, in the gaming world so i've listed that one here and i don't want to lay down on it i want to or sleep on it i want to get after it so yeah yeah anything to add jimmy i don't know if you have thoughts on the game oh, or for sure yeah well, this, this is one i was looking at for a long time and i think i remember uh it was one of those i was like looking at it and i was like okay and then you would message me about it and then i was i laughed i was like laughing at you because i was like just sending i'd sent like that to like one of our other friends levi kind of saying like oh this would be kind of a fun game 
Uh, I'm not sure if he would actually play it or not, but yeah, this one is interesting to me, and unfortunately, uh, they did kind of delay it a little bit, but there's going to be a free demo out on it, which is really cool, because if there's a demo out, that means uh, not only are they trying to get more people to try it, but I think they feel that there is some strength in the product, uh, because you don't really see that as much anymore with these types of games. And the people who made this game, uh, mostly the people from People Can Fly, uh, the ones who've done like Bulletstorm and Gears Judgment, which I think is kind of an underrated Gears of War game. I really trust them to make a good third-person shooter. And all this other stuff is usually in my wheelhouse, like RPG, fantastical stuff. That's my kind of thing. So all of that looks great. And on top of all this, as a kind of a looter shooter, the fact that they are saying that this whole game is coming kind of finished or like everything's in it, and I don't know what their DLC plans are for the future, but saying that they're trying to ship a fully... A fledged game and that's going to have like a pretty robust end game makes it sound even more appealing to me as opposed to some of these other big games that you kind of get and you can burn through it in a week or two and then you're just kind of like I what else is there you know when you were kind of expecting there to be more you have to kind of wait as they drip feed you over the months and maybe years to come so if this really is pulled off the way that they're talking about it I'm really excited about it. And plus, obviously, you look at this stuff and you see the classes and you're like, oh, I like that class and I like that ability of that class. And all of them look really cool to me. And aesthetically, I'm really interested to see how this puppy looks and also performs uh, like on my Series X. Like I just I'm really I'm looking forward to it, man. So I'm glad you are, too, because I'm like, yeah, there you go. A co-op buddy game killing crushing things. I don't really care what they are, but uh, also the whole like elemental combination things. I'm interested to see how crazy that really can get, like how much of a marriage you can get between the abilities because that is also really interesting to me i'm always i'm always up for the co-op tactics you know so yeah i'm totally in i'll be there probably day and date <laughs> i'll be like yes here we go here we go perfect yeah perfect uh the one I want to start with here today uh, is one from a company that Joe and I know I might know a little bit better just because I'm familiar with the work before the game that we kind of fell in love with. But that is Turtle Rock Studios coming back with not Evolve 2, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, I really wish. Um, but because they worked together with Valve on Left 4 Dead's 1 and 2, and I think Valve might actually own the the intellectual property of Left 4 Dead instead of making Left 4 Dead 3, they're just calling this game Back 4 Blood. Now, if you've actually seen any of the gameplay from this, uh, some of the stuff they've been kind of demoing for um, kind of bigger or well-known streamers, it looks like a modern age Left 4 Dead, and they're, I think that's very, very purposeful. The thing that's interesting to me about this is that I've played through these games, and I've loved these games. Uh, there's something really cool about that franchise and um what i think turtle rock has always had the ability of to do is to get people to come together to fight uh something bigger than themselves and there's something like maybe just because technology is advanced and stuff but i'll never forget playing through the left for dead games with my friends in the same room or even the evolve beta that i actually played with some friends in the same room and thinking it was just such a cool cool vibe and it's nice to see this game come back because uh, it's just it was such a fun game and now introduce things like uh, character progression like there's a little bit of that now which is really good because you it was kind of uh, every every fight in those old games you know was different admittedly but you know if you picked up the assault rifle everybody who picked up the assault rifle used it the same way your character wasn't really different um, than anybody else just in the look and maybe their voice lines but besides that uh, stats wise they're pretty identical I believe 
but now that's going to change over time. Also, you have these like cards and things you can start putting into that can like uh, you get over time that can you can start your game off with, you know, infinite like sidearm um, ammunition or like all these other little things, little wrinkles to add on top of the game. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's like Left 4 Dead brought to the, the modern day. So I'm, I definitely will probably be checking it out because I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff and Vermintide and stuff. And I don't know if Dark Tide's coming out this year because if Dark Tide is, I'd probably throw that on there as well, uh, which is like Vermintide, but yeah. Space Marines. Well, not you're not Space Marines. If you're Space Marines, you'd crush everything. But yeah, I'm looking forward to Back for Blood and just to see Turtle Rock come back after, uh, you know, 2015 and evolve and all that stuff which feels like forever ago so yeah and i trust that studio i really like them i really do so i'm looking forward to back for blood and i'm hoping it's good uh it won't probably be as good just because i won't be playing with my buddies in the same room but uh i'm really hoping for some good some good killing some good killing uh anyway yeah joe any uh, thoughts on back for blood or anything like that um i'll admit uh did uh catch my eye as i was kind of going through the lists um it's... But ultimately, <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking at it here. I mean, Turtle Rock, I, man, my first experience with them was the first game I ever had on Xbox One. Yeah. I actually really love the game. I'm not, I know kind of why it died, and it's really unfortunate that it died by that hand, but, uh, mm. yeah, I think uh, as a developer, I think, yeah, like you said, they are. I mean, in my eyes, they're kind of trustworthy. I think, uh, you know, they. I think they could have done some things that would have kept Evolve going. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure why, but um, yeah, I don't know. I've never played Left for Dead, so I don't know enough about this one that it would make my list. Um, Maybe there's like a zombies. free play weekend or something. You could try it out, and you could see. Yeah, perhaps, perhaps. Yeah, v four competitive. Oh, that's another thing. I never got into that, uh, but some people really love that. But where it's it's basically like, and I don't know if that's what they're doing for this one, but the, what they do, Joe, is you'd have your four people going out on a mission, and then four other human-controlled uh, zombies who were specials would pop up, like, on the map. So it would be like trying to coordinate with those zombies and their zombie abilities to try to take out the four humans while they're working with, like, the zombie horde. So you're kind of, like, you're very weak as a zombie, but at the same time, you're pretty powerful if you can catch people by themselves. And people loved that in 2, I think it was, primarily. Uh, hmm. Yeah. Well, they say they're doing it. They're saying if Turtle Rock can balance the 4v4 competitive side of this game... Um, yeah. Yeah, it could be a major hit for the summer as far as multiplayer games go. Oh, for sure. So I guess, yeah, I, now that I read a little bit more about it, at first it didn't catch my eye visually. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, book book by the cover kind of guy. I'll admit it, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, I Maybe it should have made my list. I mean, it sounds actually kind of interesting and compelling given – those details so, yeah. yeah we'll see i'm interested to see how it kind of pans out and like i said if it's anything like it used to be then it'll just be a fun game to play and i look back at evolve it was one game mode and i still really loved it <laughs> like that's yeah it was us. addicting yeah it it's addicting. addicting yeah and every every hunt was different um if only would someone would make a video about that again i will soon don't worry about it um i just for some reason i think about evolve like on a weekly basis <laughs> probably doesn't help much that i have the game sitting in the game case right above my computer I like to look at it sometimes. I'm like, ah, oh, I like that logo. Anyway, um, Joe, what's what's another game coming out supposedly in 2021? Hopefully that it will, that you are looking forward to. 
or maybe what's next on your list if you have to kind of pick one. Overwatch 2. Get out of here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Duh. Duh. That's all we need to say. Overwatch 2. Do you think Overwatch 2 needs to happen? That's a question a lot of people have been asking. I am genuinely asking you this, even though I think, yeah, why not? I mean, yeah, why not? But I don't know. It is kind of a loaded question because the yeah. first one was so good. You had such a roster of characters. Yep. Uh, the maps were good. They continued to support it and expand with new characters, new maps. Um, so I don't know. What do you really want from Overwatch 2? I think they said the biggest things were going to be in that of like the story. They were going to do more story-based stuff that wasn't going to be multiplayer, which for most Blizzard games, they're they're known for both the multiplayer and their story. So maybe that's it. Uh, the one thing I really wanted was that everybody would get double the amount of guns that they had in the first game. So that means Reaper and Tracer would be packing four guns. Like everybody's got two times the guns. Like Winston's got two Tesla coil things. It'd be great. Weird. Uh, Weird. Yeah. I know that was a, a big thing when they announced this game that they were like, people were kind of like, why are you doing that? Because it's a, a kind of games as a service type game. Because like you said, they keep, you know, introducing new heroes, new maps and all of that. I I don't know, man. Like, I think it'll be cool. I would love to try this story stuff because I think they kind of dabbled. Remember when they would do those missions where you would kind of play yeah. like you could even co-op it. You'd be like two or three or four of these kind of specialized characters for this mission. I think that's great. I'm really curious to see what they're going to do, though, to incentivize people to buy this. And also, if it'll... I don't know if they're going to make it, um, like, Overwatch 2 is kind of its own player base, and Overwatch will continue, or if they'll bleed them in together, kind of like... We've seen that Activision obviously does that with Warzone, so I wouldn't be surprised to see that, because it's Activision Blizzard for them to just be like, yep, here's this stuff. And I think they said there were new characters coming out that were only for Overwatch 2. I could be wrong on it's that. It's probably but... likely you get the yeah. original roster plus a couple new ones, and then they're going to continue to release more. Um, some of the original characters have new looks, and apparently there oh. are, un are unlockable features to them. Um, oh, yes, because they're... And the characters yeah. can now, like Reinhardt and Brigitte, can interlock their shields. So if you have two each of them on a team, you can use that. To your is, advantage. Are there like skill trees? Aren't there like mini skill trees now with like Lucio? There's some, yeah, there's stuff? something of that nature. And obviously, yeah, there's this whole deal about focusing a little bit more on the story, um, which is cool. Um, apparently, there was a Nintendo Switch version released recently. Oh, really? Good for them. I The only thing I can yeah. think about, though, when they start adding all these new mechanics, and I know this is they're good at it. I just think it's a balancing nightmare. Like, all the stuff, even the little, like, just if you were to say you play Reaper and you're like, all right, well, there's a, you, you have, like, a skill tree. Let's say there is one. I don't know if they're actually doing these things, but they're like, but you get, you know, plus, you know, half second to your death blossom, like, mechanic, you know, in the game. Like, uh -huh. that right there could be a complete game changer. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and it's just, every time they tweak a thing, it's like... Oh, great. Now Sombra is stronger than everybody. <laughs> it's like, uh, well, I mean, we haven't played it in so long, but I'm trying to recall anything that was extremely unbalanced or o OP or underpowered, maybe. Um, I can't yeah. recall anything blatantly. Um... No, but if they introduce, like, skill trees and stuff, that's where I'm saying you're going to have problems where, if that is the case, maybe they're not doing that at all. But I thought I saw something like that a while ago where there was, like, you know, if you 
you have a character you can kind of upgrade their abilities yeah. just a little bit or like change it uh yeah but they'll have to do things to really incentivize people to to want to get this new game and if if it's new characters new maps and new abilities and stuff then that's going to be it right and if they if they shut down the overwatch one servers you know or just change them over they're like yeah it's only overwatch two now well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you got to look at what you would get out of the second one. And I mean, if they nearly just, I don't think they have to add too much if they literally just segue it to the next one. I think, and they add a few things. I think that's enough. Yeah, the player base. <laughs> you know, you basically get what you had, plus more so and more effort and push and maybe higher quality and some features. I mean, it's just that tier above you know what i mean i think it's a game that has such a dedicated group right now i don't want to say fandom but like devoted crowd i would say um or players that's it just doesn't take as much incentive as other games might um and plus the whole competitive uh side of it and the business aspect of it is um also something that's a bit of a uh springboard if you will so um yeah, I mean, ultimately, I mean, I, the more I think about Overwatch, it's it's just a good game. Yeah, it's a great and game. And Blizzard has does Blizzard has done such a good job with it. And in all honesty, I think back to it like as I look at a photo of it, I'm like, man, I could go back and play some of it. That was a good game. Yeah, man, that was <laughs> and, uh, our game of the year for 2016. Wow. Yeah, and almost 2017. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it's been four, five years now. Yeah. Um, well, five years in May, I guess it would be probably. It'll be right? six. Oh, no, it'll be five years. You're right. Sorry. You're right. You're right. You're yeah. Right. yeah. So Six years since um, development. No, I'm just kidding. I don't Yeah, I mean, there's no reason it shouldn't make a list here for 21 if we indeed are going to get it here sooner or later. Yeah. Um, and they I gave will... out. I think it's an automatic purchase for me. Is it not for you? Yeah, oh, probably. I was trying to think. I think they gave out all the heroes and, like, the maps were free, too, if I'm not mistaken. Which I start to think, like, they probably made money on their loot boxes uh, still, and they still probably do. But I wonder, too, if they just, like, you you can only support a game like that for so long with just, like, the diminishing returns of, like, people buying skins, right? And they're like, well, we want this to be a franchise that is held up in really high regard, and we want it to be part of our business model. So instead of just kind of doing kind of what Destiny does, instead of doing, like, an Overwatch 2 ex- or an Overwatch expansion, just being like, no, this is just the next game, new game, maybe bring in people who never played it before, you know, try to bring it, return people like us who haven't played it in years, you know, kind of thing. Um, so, Yeah. I don't know. I'll probably be there day one. I just want to see more about it. And I'm really curious about the story stuff because I know Blizzard usually does cool story stuff. And that is so cool to me. Apparently you and everybody else, because um, I mean, that's, it seems like that was their major incentive behind Overwatch 2 is to expand upon the story and their characters and why and what, how and and when and all that good stuff. So, well, I think they also kind of spoiled us with those, uh, (laughs) those animated shorts that I always wanted them to put in the game, like a little theater or something, but you see those and you're like, wow, this is so cool. And then you have to like read the little comics about the characters and all I'm thinking is like, is there any way we could do this in like a, I don't know, uh, triple a high budget game like maybe if blizzard made it oh wait <laughs> like wait these are the guys <laughs> they should be making it's like uh, i also feel like blizzard 
whoever makes those trailers, I don't know if it's Blizzard, I think it's them in-house, but it could be another group. Whoever is doing those, maybe you guys should make a full-length feature film. Because, like, all of those, like the like the Warcraft ones, the Starcraft ones, they're all just incredible. But, yeah, I think it'll be cool. And I think that's coming this year, potentially. So, or it's a good, there's a good chance it's coming this year. So, like I said, a lot of this is, like, either they've been announced for 2021 or highly speculated that it'll be coming yeah. in 2021. So, yeah, man, that'd be great. That'd be really cool to see that. I think they're due. So yeah. I hope it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, Joe, if you don't mind, I'd like to keep with Blizzard here for a second for a game that a lot of people have been waiting a long time for, myself included. And I think it might come out this year. I'm not sure. But let's hope. Hope together. Who knows? But that is Diablo 4. Now, Diablo 3 was a game that I was really excited about back in college. And that was a while ago now. But now Diablo 4 has finally kind of surfaced after this kind of weirdness between like the diablo immortal like phone game and the kind of the and i've heard that game's pretty good but the kind of announcement for diablo 4 that came a little bit too late but i think a lot of people are excited about this i know i am uh, kind of returning to its kind of gothic roots even though i really love three and i think three is a really fun game to play this one is very much darker um seems to be back to basics skill trees are back uh and from what i've seen right now it looks pretty visceral i don't know how that'll come through on a mouse. Uh, but from what I've seen, I'm like, oh, this looks great. This looks like a lot of fun. Uh, Dar- like Darksiders, uh, Darksiders, oh my gosh. Diablo 3, it was a little more arcadey, but this one seems to be a little bit more back to the kind of um, the horror that Diablo 2 was kind of touted for a little bit insofar as like kind of creepier dungeons and darker places and creepier monsters and a lot more focus on gore, which I'm all about, baby. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. I want to turn out the druid. They made the druid class look too overpowered, Joe. Because, like, you can either specialize the druid into, like, storm magic, which I'm sure some people will do. But, like, who wouldn't want to transform into a, a bear, like a werebear, and then turn into a werewolf, and then turn back into a guy, and then turn back into a werewolf. Like, you know, I know, I just, like, all this, the transformation stuff. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Like, <laughs> like And it's kind of like League of Legends, kind of tabletop down. It's isometric view, yeah. It's that view, but very different. Is it PC only? For now, but in the past, what they've done is they usually port them pretty quickly um, or eventually to, you know, all the various platforms. You know, that's just how it kind of works. But, yeah. Yeah, I'll bet money on a game of that style that I wouldn't mind playing something like that on a PC or computer. Yeah, that's like how it feels like it's meant to be played. It's supposed to be played at like one in the morning on like a Saturday, <laughs> like in the dark on a PC. And you're just like, I'm just sneaking around this dungeon and like just murdering things. Yeah. No. Uh, and also kind of the re-emphasis on not only co-op and like kind of mini world events that you can kind of tackle these little bosses together uh, and a bunch of other things that I'm sure will come up that will be like, oh, check out this new uh, this new wrinkle to the game. But I do appreciate that my character shows up in like these tiny little cutscenes potentially, which is great because uh, the cinematics in Diablo are so cool. But it'd be cool to see more of that kind of stuff in the game, uh, insofar as in-game cinematics. Maybe not cinematics, in-game cutscenes, I should say. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I hope it comes out this year. But it's a Diablo game and it's Blizzard, so who knows? It could be another four years before this game comes out. They're known to delay them almost indefinitely because when they come out, they sell like hotcakes. But yeah, I'm looking forward to Diablo 4. And if I could get you a PC, I would, so you could play it. Does it require some power? Maybe not as much as you think. Blizzard's really good about optimizing all of their uh, games for pretty much every rig, or for a lot of rigs. Like, I'm, I'm not surprised that people can play Overwatch on their calculators, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it's like, I did it! Oh, um, Overwatch-wise, yeah, my sister has a PC that she plays on, and it's just a laptop, and yeah. it's nothing 
too overly powered and it's actually slightly older. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so uh you this one I remember like showing this to you a little while back and you were like, "Oh yeah, this actually looks kind of interesting." Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And as you talk about it more, it, and I did see uh just a shot of the game uh in this list, just their main photo under the title. And I think it kind of looks cool. Yeah. It, it really does. It, I don't know, it's interesting looking. I so, just want the necromancer class. I don't know if they'll bring in the Necro, but I just I need the Necromancer. I, and that's multiplayer. You get in, and each person has a character and can go to town. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yep. It's uh yeah, just co-op. I think they do have a multiplayer. Every time I think multiplayer, I think of like versus. I think they usually add that in. The only problem is like every time I've tried that with my friends, I usually just get like stomped and <laughs> like it's just like it's so quick. Um, so I'm never a huge fan of multiplayer in RPGs because oh. I'm like, oh god, like that person jumped on me and killed me in one hit, and I'm like. Okay. I'm just bad at it. I just I just want my necromancer though, Joe. I just want to make my skeleton army. I love him so much. He's perfect in a game like this. The horror game? Put me in a crypt, baby. Oh my gosh. Cool. Anyway, sorry, Joe. It's your turn now. No, not a problem, pal. Not a problem. Um next on my list, I'm gonna talk about a game called Scorn. Scorn, an atmospheric horror adventure brought to you by Ebb Software. I'm sorry. I said that to you earlier, Joe. It's because it's been drilled into my brain from watching the Easy Allies because they used to say it on every episode. So they every, they would say it every time. And I'm like... And I'm how sorry, are they associated with it that they would talk about it every time? Uh, Scorn and Ebb, um, the people who were making this game, were producers for the show. So they gave them a certain amount of money on their Patreon every month to talk about the game. And so it's interesting wow. to know that this game has been in development and like this long and is only coming to like series x and pc and it's not coming to xbox one because they're like we want like high fidelity 60 frames per second like or visual fidelity like yeah it only function off of 60 frames per second because it requires it (laughs) the visual yeah the visual fidelity is imperative it's crazy man it's crazy which is cool i mean i'm not complaining oh yeah for sure I respect that a means... game coming out with this, like, a smaller studio coming out with, like, a game like this and saying, like, no, we're only on the next, like, gen stuff. Like, good on yeah. you. Like, yeah. I mean, if you want the real experience, you need that 60 FPS, baby, those those sexy frames. You want sexy that blood frame. dripping down into your eyeballs in real life, baby. Uh, <laughs> exactly. You want to jump scare to where it gets you? Dude. Yeah. Scorn. So, um... I mean, Jimmy, you said it, um, and all I had to do is look at the the screenshot photo that they have here uh, under the title "Image by Ebb Software," Ebb. and all I think about immediately is H.R. Geiger in Prometheus, the movie. Yeah, immediately. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> I, I'm sure everybody else and their brother's uncle thinks the same thing, um, which means they did their job. Because yeah. apparently it was, you know, kind of inspired by artists of that sort. H.R. Uh, Geiger, the creator of uh, of the Xenomorph Alien, um, Jonathan Davis's uh, microphone stand. He designed that before he died. Uh, so one of a kind piece there. Anywho, um, <laughs> everybody's like, huh? H.R. Geiger died, not Jonathan Davis. If Jonathan Davis died, I probably would take a week off, and I have not taken a week off of the podcast ever. So <laughs> I'd be like, and I'm sorry about that, everybody. <laughs> I know Jimmy appreciates it when I call out who designed the microphone. I do. Oh, for sure, man. Also, I was listening to a bunch of corn stuff today because I just freaking love corn. Uh, (laughs) I do. Anyway, yeah, but um, 
Yeah, so I don't know. You know, I was telling you uh, earlier. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I appreciate the style. Yeah. You know, it's hitting all the marks for me. The style, um, the movie likeness. I did like the movie Prometheus. Um, so I liked with, it aesthetically. I mean, pseudo, yeah, well, okay, yeah. But, um, yeah, how did you – How did? what was the slogan that you read? An atmospheric horror adventure. I mean, that's the movie Prometheus, really. Uh, yeah. I would also maybe just, and this is not a let, well, it's also kind of a comedy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Those scientists, Joe, wait, was it scientists in this one? No, it's in the first one. Yeah, in Prometheus, they're all scientists. Scientists do not go to a place and they just start like putting their heads in things and sniffing stuff. I'm sorry. like just, <laughs> <laughs> They know better. They should. I'm like, come on, guys. Not in the future. Not in not the future. You're right. They, maybe this is future dummies, dude. Bunch of dummies, um, you know. <laughs> Yeah, to be a scientist, you don't have to go to college or anything. It's just... Just hop on a spaceship. That would be so great if we got like a five-minute prequel. They'd be like, yeah, you seem good. Hop on the ship. No, like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know how to hold a hammer? Yeah, be like, what's a hammer? <laughs> Perfect. Get on. <laughs> Done. Um, anywho, so it was just hitting all the high marks for me. You know, the, the style, the artistic inspiration, uh, the movie likeness. Um, not that they say they're associated with it in any way. Um, but, um, yeah. So if I ever have a series X and I when? get to see more about this, when I have a series X, um, who knows, maybe I'll be pursuing this game. Also, I like the name scorn scorn. It's a good name. This to me, is, yeah. screams like an Xbox games pass game. And that's not to be mean. It's just one of those types of games that I could see popping up on games pass eventually. Like, it's part of the package. You know, it's like, oh, it's creepy horror first person shooter, sure. Yeah, and when we <laughs> scorn Xbox Games Pass just puts Joe to sleep. He's like, oh my I'm not, I am not bored. It has been a long day. Um, <laughs> yes, that's true. But is it before we started off, Jimmy, I was kind of mentioning uh, the ones I wanted to discuss. And scorn, I mentioned to you based on that description atmospheric horror first person shooter or yeah kind of shooter biological weapons i think you would mention because you would look yeah. into it a little bit more yeah, uh, that, that sounds cool but imagine that this game in co-op yeah. you know i'm not looking for pvp or anything like that but like co-op experience going through this labyrinth of horror together and jump scares left and right that whole prometheus type atmosphere with that just creepy vibe. I mean, this image kind of set, sets the tone for the game, which um, so well well picked as far as the imagery to, to advertise this thing. But um, I think that would be an amazing feature. Obviously, they don't talk about multiplayer or anything, or I mean, co-op, I guess. But uh, if I hear that word thrown in with that game, I'll probably buy it. Yeah. When you get so, that serious anywho. Thing, yeah. Dude, good yeah. pick. I just wanted to come out because, like I said, I've been hearing about it for years. <laughs> I was like, it hasn't yeah. come out yet. <laughs> I'd like see it on shows or I'd see it like pop up at like a like gaming show. And I was like, school. I was like, is this like a, is this, what, is this not, it's got to be out, right? And I was like, no, no, no. And I'm like, oh, man. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, congrats to those guys. Like I said, again, it takes a lot of chutzpah to just be like, you know what? No, PC and Series X only. It's like, okay, all right. I respect it. I really do. Uh, speaking about some kind of uh, console exclusives, I'm going to kind of lump these two together because I'm pretty sure one's coming out this year, but I don't know if but they both will. 
That's Horizon Zero Dawn, Forbidden West, and God of War Ragnarok. So the sequels to Horizon Zero Dawn and God of War. Uh, both beautiful third-person kind of open world. I guess God of War wasn't really open world. Um, games that were some of the reasoning behind, for me personally, to have a PlayStation 4 uh, now would be a reason to get the PlayStation 5. Uh, I'm kind of waiting for these games specifically to come out before I buy a PlayStation 5 because I'm like, for me right now, nothing on PlayStation was like, I gotta get that. Um, but uh, yeah, that I, I'm looking forward to both of them. I'm just kind of expecting more of what I enjoyed. I'm hoping for some kind of um, quality of life improvements for both. But besides that, if they kind of come out and they're, you know, serviceably good sequels, that means they'll just be great games because they, the first ones were really good. So I'm just looking forward to these games coming out. And like I said, there's a good chance I think maybe God of War wouldn't come out this year. It might get pushed back. And if I'm Sony and I've got my big exclusives, I do want to kind of separate them a bit. I don't want to cannibalize sales of, of either. Uh, and hopefully they won't release... Uh, the next horizon around the same time as a new Breath of the Wild game because not only like they're two different things because there's a the Breath of the Wild 2 sequel Joe might be coming out this year as well which I'm also very excited about but uh, just the comparisons that were made between the two uh, I just I want horizon to have its own place because it's a different game very similar in some respects but very different games but just uh, it released four days before or after Breath of the Wild and not that if you have a Switch you have a PlayStation 4 or whatever else or vice versa but uh, I just want Horizon to get its due because it's a cool game. It's got robot dinosaurs and and like I think they could really expand out on it. I hope they just fix the melee combat for the love of goodness and maybe consider adding in some sort of I don't know co-op feature later on when you beat the game. Like maybe once you beat the game, you can you can partner up with somebody because like I just want to work with somebody and like like take down one of these big dinosaurs. It's like Monster Hunter with robots. Man, it'd be so cool. Um, but yeah, uh, God of War also. I just they might. They might tackle Ragnarok in a really fun way, and I just want—I just want to go around killing some gods because I didn't get to do enough of that in the last one. Anyway, Joe, those are those. That's my—that's my little Sony rant, <laughs> my little PlayStation rant. There. Uh, any thoughts to add on to that? Um, I like that God of War is uh, sticking with their theme. Yeah. Um, or continuing that. <laughs> branch of their game yeah. um as far as you know the viking thing goes um so yeah i mean obviously one day that'll shift and go to a different you know maybe after this uh, one because if it's ragnarok well, like i don't know what you do i don't know what norse what comes after that's a good point that's a good point because yeah, it gets me closer joe it gets me closer and closer to him going to egypt and killing i want kratos to get to a point where he does what Cory Barlog, the guy who created this, wanted all those years ago, is to kill every god in all the pantheons. Where he's like, I will never, I will never rest with any god living. So he like looks over and there's like a pyramid in the distance and he's like, I'm going there next. And he just wipes out all of the Egyptian gods. And then he's like, I'm going to take out like, you know, am I going to fight Buddha at some point? Like Buddha's like, I won't fight you. And Kratos just runs at him with an axe. Like, oh, I can't. like, you know, so I wait, just... the, the Egyptian got they haven't ever done Egypt, have they? Not yet, but that was kind of a plan for a while. So it was like, oh, Dude, like it's it's kind of meant to be like for uh, me. Let's and face I... it, any kid that ever took history class growing so up, loved the Egyptian <laughs> time. Um you know, covering that in class is the only time I paid attention. Yeah, man. I Man, I remember making my own, like, pyramid <laughs> in that class and, like, making all these traps and stuff. I thought it was so cool. But all I know is that 
if we do go there, I want them to be as like I want it to be a, kind of faithful in that like I want them to have the heads of the animals. Like they can have like the man bodies, but I, like I want to see like Horus and Ra have like eagle heads. And I know that'll yeah. be kind of weird with the lip movement, but like I want to fight those guys or like Anubis, Anubis. Sobek. Dude, how dope cuz they did that a little in Assassin's Creed Origins, but this would be uh, a whole other level of Kratos is just ripping their wings off and <laughs> chopping them up. Oh my lord. So anyway, I just want Ragnarok to come and be done <laughs> so I can go go to Egypt because I just think it's so cool. And there are other pantheons too, but they aren't as well known. I think before Norse, Norse has gotten really big um, in the past decade or so. And not that it wasn't big before, but I think the Greco-Roman and the Egyptian god pantheons were much better established or more known throughout the West and I just, I want to get closer to that. But I think Ragnarok will still be cool, because I'll be honest with you, Joe, and for anybody who didn't play this game, the first God of War is kind of like a big tease to Thor and Odin, and you don't really see either of them in the game, except like a little tease, and you're like, I want to fight oh. Thor! <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, God of War and Horizon Zero Dawn. Looking forward to them. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, Joe, what's next on your list? Yeah, <laughs> so just to cap it off, they talk about uh, they expect Kratos to get a sick new hammer out of his next adventure after he puts down old, old Thor. <laughs> so so when he goes to take on the Egyptian gods, he's probably going to have a thunder hammer. Dude, he's going to have two weapons he can recall, potentially. He'll throw his little axe, his Leviathan axe, and he'll throw Mjolnir, and he'll just call them both back and headbutt someone and chop into him, beat him to death. But is he worthy? Uh, okay, I don't think uh, Mjolnir, I, yeah, I, say, I don't think Mjolnir, and no, he's definitely not. <laughs> There's no way. No, no, no. Even after all yeah. his redemption, he's still a real bad guy. Yeah. Okay. Um, next on my ladder, the next rung, um, <laughs> Gotham Knights. Dude, you beat me to the punch. I love it. Perfect. Batman's dead. It's up to the rest of the Bat family. To do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, wish that's uh, what Batman come on, said to them. The streets of Gotham. <laughs> I need you to come to Gotham to do some stuff, <laughs> Bruce. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. I know we've touched on it a little bit here and there, Jimmy. Um, available on Xbox, PlayStation, and PC, um, and two-player co-op available. Yeah. Um, yes. Carry. Playable characters in the game consist of Batgirl, Robin, Red Hood, and Nightwing. Um, to start. To start, right? Anywho. Um, no, okay. <laughs> Anywho, um, you know, I like the idea. I know it's not uh, really based in the world or associated with the Arkham or um, Arkham game, but yeah. um, Arkham games, but. Um, it is uh, being developed by WB Games in Montreal. Yep. Which so, made the underrated Arkham Origins game uh, that people tend to forget about, but whatever. Exactly. Yeah, so better. hopefully it has a little bit of that vibe, just a little bitty, kind of a yeah. little, little bit, little dose. Yep. Anywho. Um, so, yeah, to me that's kind of appealing. I think it could be a lot of fun and to have something along that vein and then add that co-op spice in there. Um, I can only imagine it's a lot of fun. And to cap it all off, I'm just looking forward to something good from the DC camp. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know a lot of people when this game showed up um, and they were showing it off this past summer, 
more people were interested in this uh, than Marvel's Avengers. And this was before Marvel's Avengers was out and playable. And I remember thinking like, oh, this looks good. But I know what to expect from these types of games. But that does not mean that I am any less interested in it. And I think the the folks who made Arkham Origins, WB Montreal, they're great. I think they're really good. And I think not having it tied to the Arkham uh, series also allows them to do crazier things. Like we see Mr. Freeze in this one. He is a much different Mr. Freeze, I think, than the one where we saw back in Arkham City. I love the one in Arkham City. It's probably the best variant of him. But this seems to be way more over the top. Like this whole game world seems to be more over the top. So I think it can be really cool. I think they can tackle some interesting things. And it's the closest I'm going to get to a Batman Beyond game probably for a long time. Where I'm playing as like an understudy of Bruce's and not Bruce himself. Uh, also, Terry McGinnis DLC. Holy goodness, I would probably spend too much money on it. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll buy it day one. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this, man. And yeah, I know that you said that you were interested in this, which makes me even more excited because I'm like, dude, co-op and they have co-op takedowns and stuff, uh, which you like for sure would need in a game like this. Uh, also looks like there might be a little bit of friendly fire too from the goons even. I was kind of watching that and it has an RPG system that uh, you can kind of build your characters up over time. And I'm guessing Joe will get access to all four of the characters. And then, like, I could play Red Hood and on my own time, but then when we joined up and you played Red Hood, then, like, I would pick somebody else, but my Red Hood would still have, like, his, you know, certain amount of abilities when I go back to him. But what I thought was really fascinating about this one is they talked about, like, if you fought Mr. Freeze at level 5 versus when he's level 15... He's not only going to hit harder, maybe have more health, but he's also going to do different attacks, like things you won't be prepared for. And I was like, oh, that's cool. So that means that you might be tackling these villains, not just in a like a full on story way. There might be like a main story that you have to do, but it sounded like this was part. They said for the Mr. Freeze stuff we saw, it was like maybe halfway or three fourths of the way through his quest line. I was thinking, oh, OK, so there might be a lot of different ways to play this in a sense that you might not uh, realize, but. All the characters look cool to me, and they uh, they showed off. I love that they show Batgirl and Robin, who I think, is that Damian Wayne? I'm not sure which one it is. Um, but I like that they showed those two off, because I think a lot of people, like Joe and myself, are like, yeah, where's Nightwing and Red Hood? And I'm like, is Red Hood killing people? Like, does he got? Does he have the guns? Is he, is he shooting folks? Uh, I don't think so. It's probably like stun, stun bullets or something. I don't know, uh, but if Batman's dead, can't really stop him. Like, it may, that'd be so great if, like, you play as Red Hood in the story, and they're like, Jason, you gotta stop killing people, and he's like, it's the only way. If Batman would have mm-hmm. killed Joker, I wouldn't have been beaten to death. Um, Like, I just... Trust I would... I just think that'd be great, but I'm looking forward to this. The game looks beautiful, and I... Man, I'm, I'm stoked, because I'm just... I'm all about the Batman stuff right now. It's good. It's good. Okay. yeah. 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 So hopefully that comes out this year. Two-player co-op, though. Do you think there was ever a chance that they were going to do three or four-player? That would have been too ridiculous. They'd have to have, like, 50 guards <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> They'd be like, it's too hard. Because, <laughs> like, our characters are so powerful. You know? Uh, I agree. Yeah. Gotham Knights. All right, so that's your pick. Well, it's going to be my next pick, so you you jerk. That's fine. There's one that I, mean, I do... you said the most about it. Yeah, I'm sorry. So... I was going on and on. Did you have anything else you want to say about Gotham Knights? No, I think it all needed to be said. I think that's off to you. Joe, you want to sh- I'm going to show you something. I'm going to talk to you about something here. I want to show it's called respect for your franchise, and that's exactly what Microsoft did when they delayed Halo Infinite. I can't believe it. I really couldn't. When they delayed this, I was like, there's no way they're going to delay this game. But guess what? 
They showed it off. People kind of lost their minds about it for some maybe less than flattering gameplay, which to be honest, I was just overwhelmed by the fact that he had a freaking grappling hook. So it didn't really matter to me. I was like, I don't care if they have low, low, low poly texture on the brute face. I'm going to kill him anyway. Uh, but I was just really excited to like play this game to like launch with Xbox uh, Series X and they delayed it. And I was like, you know what? Good on him. Because if they hadn't delayed it, Joe, it would have been the second game of that year. Well, maybe third if you count Avengers, but Cyberpunk, that would have people would have been like, oh, they just rushed it out the door. But they preserved the brand, they preserved that that whole thing. And when Halo Infinite comes out, after however long it's gonna be delayed, I'm hoping it comes out this year, we'll be all the better for it. I hope this game comes out and it's just like just the shiniest flipping thing you've ever seen. You just like playing through it and you're like, this is gorgeous. Like and it handles really well. And I love it. You know, I agree. I agree. And I hope I can get into it and have fun with it. Like I did on Halo five. And I know Halo five is the most loved. Yeah. Um, but it got me kind of into the Halo vibe. Um, and I enjoyed it. So, um, and I am glad they're taking the time. I think it's good for Microsoft and, uh, what's good for Microsoft is good for all of us really. So, Mm -hmm. um, good on them. And like you said, respect for your, franchise franchise with yeah. an f um so yeah I, I admire that and i'm glad they did yeah yeah i'm just i'm really hopeful that it comes up this year because i think it'll be fun even if i'm not crazy about the multiplayer i just want to play through the campaign probably play some multiplayer with you guys because uh, that's what got your wife into gaming a little bit more so she got really into playing halo 5 guardians robot <laughs> robot robot ball. griff ball dude we had so much fun with griff ball which again it was just like a one little stupid game mode but it's just it was just fun to play. Like I said, I mean, it. yeah, and it's not really stupid. It's addicting. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's just like it's like it's kind of football, but if you had a sword and a hammer, and there's just like a lot of like weird little tactics that if you had any coordination, you could crush another team because you'd be like, "I'm gonna run down there, throw the ball to me." <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, um, yeah, cool game, man. Uh, anyway, sorry, Joe. Next, next uh, one on the list for us here. Um, next on my list, uh, I'm going to go with the game Returnal. Returnal. Ah, The PlayStation (laughs) exclusive. Kind of Eternal, but also Returnal. Mm Um, yeah, so I guess, um, let me just find it here. I pretty much know enough about it to say a little something, something. I know enough. Nah, I like it. It's got a Death you know Stranding vibe, right? Yeah, how do I scroll past it every time? Shame on me. Here it is. <laughs> you have to return uh, the to pro- Returnal. <laughs> okay, so Returnal. Alien Planet Time Loop. Yep. That's all you need. I think that's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Bye, day one. Um, so no, basically it's a, it's a third-person shooter, unlike my typical taste, yeah. besides uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2, um, <laughs> which a lot of times I switch the first person anyway because I'm more accurate, baby. No, I'm just, um, no so third-person shooter, um, sci-fi premise, obviously. Um, I love the character named Selene. Spelled differently, but just like the car. Um mm. Also, Celine from Underworld. I mean, good things or kind of good things. Um, and her <laughs> partner in crime, Pagani Zonda. Not spelt the same way as the regular Pagani Zonda. <laughs> he wasn't ready for me oh, to make a car joke, but I totally did. 
Also, it's a so, roguelike, uh, right? Because if you, you die, you have to kind of start over. Yeah, every time the, the character dies, um, and it's her, she is resurrected and thus forced to keep trying to escape strange circumstances, mm. all the while fighting the extraterrestrial enemy, if you can call him that. That's cool. Um, sounds like March 19th release date. Um I like the uh, so I didn't watch the trailer, but I see the initial uh, thumbnail for it. It's a bunch of helmets stacked up, and some of them are like cracked, like yeah. something broke out of them. And yeah. so it's very so it kind of goes hand in hand with my remarks about scorn. Um, you know, first off, I like the style, um, and I also like the uh, through line to something like alien. Um, kind of almost alien covenant or Prometheus uh-huh. um, type style. Um, so that in a game, those are a couple of my favorite sci-fi movies, especially no alien. Yeah. I really liked alien covenant. I remember seeing it in theaters and you know, it's your typical, it's nothing. It's not Lord of the Rings. If only you did a good. review on it. I did. Yeah, yeah. Go check the channel. It's like a 12 minute um, review. It's in the archives, and it's definitely longer than 12 minutes, isn't it? I think it was like 12, because I remember I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, I didn't, I only cut like two reviews that weren't for me, and one was for you, and one was for Levi. I was like, I remember you sending me the audio for the review, and it came through, and I'm used to like doing one for like five, maybe six or seven minutes. And then I look at the audio, and it's like 11 minutes. I'm like, this surely can't be all. And then I like started listening to it. I'm like, oh my God, it is. <laughs> and I'm like thinking about how I'm going to try to stretch out the various trailers that they gave. And I'm like, I'll do my best. And a lot of it was like talking about the original Alien. Sorry, go on, go on. Sorry. No, it's beautiful. Um, you just have a lot to say, and I love it. Yeah, but so the only drawback to this is it's a uh, Sony exclusive. So PlayStation 5 only. Um, yeah. Lame. But, from Huh? You can love it from afar. Exactly. I'll just watch somebody stream it and ask them detailed questions. What does it feel like? What do the kills feel like? What does it feel like when you're resurrected? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about the vibration uh, of the controller. What's the haptic like feedback the... like? <laughs> yeah, what's the feedback like? Show us. Yeah. Oh, get a hand cam. Um, <laughs> get a hand cam. That's... That's what they are. Like streamers will have the face cam, but then under their desk or at their desk level, pointed down, they have it on their hand. Well, that explains why we're not blowing up on Twitch. I don't have a hand cam. Maybe I should get a foot cam for all those people too. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) They have that. (laughs) Oh goodness! Like looks like I'm wearing flip flops again. It's like, oh, yeah, God. some streamers do it because other wannabe streamers ask them the questions all the time and they show them, here's how you do it. You got the foot pedals for the mute on chat and then the unmute and then you got the, yeah, so there's all sorts of little doohickeys and then sound mixers for chat and this and that in the game and all that. Um, but needless to say, um, where, where the hell was I? Returnal. Anywho. Return to Returnal. Returnal. Eternal, but also return. I love ah. that play, you know, because it's a time loop deal I and you're not resurrected. Make that connection. I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah okay. I really I'm didn't. Sure I was, nobody did. I honestly didn't. I was serious. I was just stuck on that word. I was like, oh, that's fun. But you're right. Oh, well, you return to a start uh, a checkpoint. You, it's an eternal loop unless you win. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, I, I like to play on that. It's clever. 
um, good marketing. Um, yeah. So really I'm just going off a vibe tonight. Fair enough. Go off the vibe. vibe. That's okay. That's, that's not a bad thing to do. Uh, I want to talk about a game here that I don't think I'm going to buy, but I have a lot of love and a lot of, uh, respect for it. And that is is. monster hunter rise. Is that what you thought I was going to say? Not what I thought you were going to say, but okay. I've heard the demo is good. Um, I looked into it just a little bit. So Monster Hunter is a fascinating franchise to me because I've come to it uh, only recently. Only uh, it started, my love started in 2018. I didn't realize that it was technically the fifth game in the mainline series that was made. That's why they reference us as the fifth fleet. And I actually started looking into some behind the scenes stuff and um, what the director really wanted to do to make that game amazing and they did a fantastic job wonderful job it's honestly not just the best game of 2018 and i stand by that it's one of the best games ever made it really is but what monster hunter does is it kind of leapfrogs and they will do a mainline monster hunter but they will also do kind of just a different one uh and that's where monster hunter rise is coming in and it's called rise because of the ability to use the wire bug which is this kind of uh, new mechanic which allows you to kind of jump up in the air and you can kind of go up higher, higher, and you can go to places that uh, would be inaccessible in pretty much every other Monster Hunter game. So Nintendo, like with Breath of the Wild, verticality becoming a new kind of big thing to indulge in. But the thing that I'm most excited about is that these games that kind of fall in between the mainline series act as a testing ground for what they can put and bake into the next game. And stuff like the wire bug, stuff like the training area with like a big dummy monster that you can fight. Uh, and maybe even some of the monsters that you get in this game, which there are some Monster Hunter um, kind of returning veteran monsters in here. And some from World that I saw and I was like, oh, cool, they're putting that one in there. Uh, and introducing things like the Palamutes, uh, which are dogs, which are infinitely better than cats in every way. Uh, <laughs> like you can not only fight next to it, but you can ride on it. And I'm like that's already better. Like it's like objectively better. Um, so I'm just hoping that this game, I think, which will do really well, I think just because it's a good game and the monster hunter team, which Joe get this, the wire bug that they were working on. Uh, they weren't working on the, it was a different team that was working on Iceborne. So the clutch claw was something completely different. I don't know if that means that they never communicate about these types of things, but I like to think that there's like one group is oh. like, ah, oh, yeah, we made this thing, but guys, we made, we made something kind of like that too, you know? So that's really interesting to me, but I want to see what is cool in this game and what people are really responding to and what will inevitably be plucked from it to be baked into Monster Hunter World 2 or whatever Monster Hunter it's going to be called next because they might not call it World 2. They might, you know, Worlds, Universe, whatever. Um, but yeah, that's why I'm excited about it. And some of the monsters in this one look really cool. There's like that creepy platypus. There's that, uh, I think it's Goss Harag. He's like this Yeti, what we were talking about. And there was, I had, somebody explained this to me, Caden did. And I, I looked it up and he was right. It can, it like, it's a Yeti that lives like up in the mountains. Uh, and it can inhale cold air. And then it can kind of excrete it back out or spit it out under its arms, Joe, to make ice blades. And it can like form those like see because like Monster Hunter, they're not okay with just saying like yeah, it just you know makes a fist and an ice blade comes out. It's like no, the monster like physically naturally makes this thing happen. That's so cool. Like in a, many other games, they'd be like it just has that ability. 
Why does it have a fire sword sticking out of its back? Well, because it can. Like, no. In Monster Hunter, it's like, no, no, no. Now, here's exactly how it works. <laughs> it's like... Oh, yeah, true. I love that. That's so... An attention to detail. And some of the stuff, the designs that are coming out of this, I'm like, oh, these are so cool. So I'm hoping a lot of them go into the next game that will come out, you know, on all these other platforms. But yeah, I'm excited about it. And I'm excited for Monster Hunter fans because this looks like a legit game, even if it's smaller scale, you know, compared to World. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. So Monster Hunter Rise, man, it might be the best game I never play next year. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. sure. If you own a Switch, I mean, it's probably... Um, I've got the Switch. Oh, it's if the, you like playing yeah. your Switch more than anything else, or you're traveling a lot and like to use yeah. that to play games, then maybe it's probably a worthwhile pickup, you know? But I think for guys like us, where we you know, are, are home enough, we don't travel, we're not on the go as often, um, or travel for work, I guess is one kind of getting at. Yeah. Uh, you know, you have access to the Xbox when you want to play games. You're going to play the the real deal, right? Yeah. <laughs> no well, it's just the the online too that like I just I hate having to pay for multiple online subscriptions and then getting a multiplayer focused game like that that I'm hoping or to co-op with people and then like not having it like you get it and no one plays with you and you're like, why did I buy this thing? Like I would still love it by itself, but there's part of me that'd be like, I'd love to group up. Oh, no one's around or oh, I got to pay for the online or uh but I'm just, like I said, I'm just excited for what it can help in the future. That's why I'm excited about it. And plus it's Monster Hunter. Capcom's killing it right now. Like, <laughs> I'm I'm really hopeful that uh, it's just, I hope it scores well. I hope people really like it. I hope it's, you know, no, screw that. I don't care if it scores well. I just want people to enjoy it. Because guess what? Review scores, I'm done with them, Joe. I'm done with them. Get them out of here. I just like, I like a thorough review, Joe. Listen to the words that I say. Anyway, Joe, what what what's your next game? <laughs> me going on a tangent over here uh, um so i'm not uh, i don't have too much left here that's fine um, neither do i i did want to give a mention to um far cry uh, far cry 6 mm. <laughs> uh based on a totally fictional totally fictional i said totally fictional <laughs> Ubisoft's like we can't be sued by bolivia again uh Caribbean Island. Um, oh, it's Caribbean. That's great. I, I think they say something Caribbean Island, but it, you know, it's, it's not real. It's not a real island, right? No. Um, needless to say, uh, kind of stuck in a time, frozen in time place, um, open world as per usual, um, you know, the liberation, all that good stuff. It's Far Cry, mm-hmm. right? Um, you kind of know what you're going to get for the most part. Um, I only wanted to put it on my list just because I kind of felt I thought back to when you and I played Far Cry 5 I believe that was the American flag one that had the guy yeah it was in Montana right yeah Liberated. yeah with the with the religious group yep. or cult that was wreaking havoc the seeds yeah. Jos- was a Josiah seed or something the game was freaking weird like yeah. I gotta admit the whole thing where you're kind of like all of a sudden you're doing like these hallucinations like, all of them were like that to some degree I'm like what the fuck anywho I do remember the fun of like we're gonna steal a plane off of the airfield and we're gonna go you know and then the, and then the fact that the open worldness and then you have all these buildings that you can like go in and interact with I mean there's some quality there. It's a good game, and, and the storyline is not bad. Yeah. Um, I think Fire, Far Cry 5, I don't think I necessarily beat it. I was probably on the cusp, but I kind of knew what was going on, and it was fine. 
I loved like you, you and me in the freaking battle wagon semi running down the road, listening to uh, Greta Van Fleet. Like it was the highway song. Oh, yeah, let's give in. So, all right. So maybe I picked it just purely based on a little bit of nostalgia, but uh, <laughs> we had a good time. Made the list. Needed to mention it. Yeah. Um, new setting this time. I don't know. I might miss Montana a little bit. I thought yeah, it was kind cool. of fun, but um, yeah. So. Anything to mention on that one, Jimmy, no. for yourself or yeah. in the next one? Far Cry uh, often, it, I think every time they switch it up setting-wise, but uh, that doesn't mean they can't come back one day, so don't worry. They could they could return. Uh, and also, didn't they, was Far Cry New Dawn or something that might have taken place in Montana too? It might have followed the aftermath of Far Cry 5. I could be wrong on that. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah, they something had like something. That, or Far Cry something. That. Anyway, um... Yeah, no, I'm excited. And Giancarlo, Giancarlo Esposito. Um, am I saying that right? Um, I could be totally wrong. He's a bad guy in a lot of things. Um, he's really good. He's a very good actor. Uh, and that's usually a selling point for a lot of these Far Cry games is to have a really strong villain. We'll see. I hope we see him a lot more because sometimes they, they tout a villain and we don't see them a lot. Uh, they're like, oh, get this because you can see this villain. But yeah, I, I think it'll be cool. I just want to see some actual gameplay from it because I don't think we have yet. But I kind of know what to expect, you know. Far Cry. It's first person. You're crazy. You're really good at killing people in quick succession. Yeah, good stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Joe, there's only one more game I want to talk about. And it's the only game that matters this year. The only one that might matter, Joe, since the first one came out so very long ago. There comes a time, Joe, in gaming, in any art form, when somebody tries to go back to the source of something beautiful and tries to recapture that magic. They try so much. They try so hard. Look at Force Awakens. Look at Force Awakens, Joe. They try to do the same thing with Star Wars back in the the late 70s. You know what I'm saying? Look at look at Frasier. Tried to recapture that Cheers magic, baby. Tried so hard and maybe maybe surpassed it. I think so. And maybe this game could surpass the original. I'm just kidding. It totally can't, but it's new Pokemon Snap. Um, they call it... <laughs> they're not even calling it Pokemon Snap 2. They're just calling it new Pokemon Snap. Like, it's been so long that they don't, they're don't. they not okay with calling it a sequel. But they're also like trying to get people in on it. And they also don't want to confuse like people who are buying it online. All I know is that it's going to be a first-person shooter. Wink, wink on rails and i'm taking pictures of pokemon and that's pretty much all i need to know because the fact that it exists is the only thing i care about yes will i be taking pictures of pokemon i have absolutely never heard of Mm -hmm. um will i be taking pictures and throwing pester balls at pokemon that i actually dislike quite a bit oh you bet your bottom dollar uh, but I am going to be there to support this game, regardless of how I feel about the nomenclature of the actual title, because it's genuinely frustrating to me. Like, why do you call it that? It's not anyway. Uh, but I'm looking forward to Pokemon Snap. It might be the thing I'm most excited about uh, just because I don't know, like maybe not the most excited about it, but like the fact that they're making a sequel to a game that I loved so much as a kid and do go back to every once in a while and play. I just think it's fun. It's novel. It's interesting. And I still think they need to bake the mechanics into a, a larger Pokemon game. Like, come on, guys. Let's do it. So, yeah. There you go. New Pokemon Snap. Was the build-up good? Did I did I get you with the build-up? I think it was well done. I'll give you. You, give you an 8 out of 10. 
Eight out of ten. I'll take it. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, no Joe, perfection. Got to leave you, uh, you know, striving for gotta something. Go. I got a B minus, but I maybe could get an A minus next time. Um, thank you. Uh, Joe, are there any other games you wanted to mention before we uh, start to wrap this all up? I want to give an honorable mention to Hogwarts Legacy. Why? Because I recently found out that it may have been tabled to 2022. <laughs> Secondly, um, because I don't know. To be honest, I kind of, every once in a while, like during December, I find myself getting hooked and watching the marathon of Harry Potter. Um, and I'm like, man, this this stuff's actually pretty damn good. Yeah, man. That's good. Um, did I ever read all the books? No, because I had the movies. I, you know, I cheated. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> and um, Harry Potter's got a good vibe to it. Am I overusing the word vibe? Am I being cliche? Yeah. So what? Sue me. Um, don't sue him. Don't sue us. I mean, don't, don't really. I'd rather not uh, get sued. Uh, but anywho, you get what I'm shooting for here. Um I don't know the premise of the game or what they're going to feature, um, you know, whether there's co-op or anything of that nature in there. I mean, can you imagine exploring Hogwarts or looking for clues or trying to, um, you know, get to a next level or, or handle a, a mission with a bud in Hogwarts or a couple friends and just doing crazy cool stuff? That could be a lot of fun. You're basically, I mean, storylines and games – it's like playing a movie, right? But this would probably be even more so. And I think for people our age that um, were of the right age when that first Sorcerer's Stone movie came out, I think yeah. this just hits that nostalgia button really freaking hard yeah. and jams it in so it won't disengage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm not, don't, 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 don't misconstrue what I'm saying here. I'm not. I'm not jumping for joy excited. Day and date. He's going to be there, ladies and gentlemen, with this scarf on, saying, I'm going to Hogwarts. Mm. <laughs> I cannot wait. I, I'm cautiously optimistic about it because it does have some good potential. And this, the fact that they haven't tackled a Harry Potter game to date. Well, to this level. Right? They have. They've done not, a bunch not, of movie times. Uh, yeah, but not to this level. Sure. I mean, now the technology allows them to, I guess. Yeah. Needless to say, it's got a lot of potential and could be really cool. I think the whole idea of making it co-op, friends, solving mysteries in Hogwarts, dark dungeons, lit candles and torches on the wall, fun, fun, fun. I could get into it, you know? I could. I could. I have two questions. First question. What would you think? your Patronus would be? What animal would it turn into? I'd like to phone a friend. Uh, you can't phone a friend. It's just whatever's uh, in your heart. What's my Patronus? What's a Patronus? It's, it makes, it's the, he, it's the spell they use to scare off the Dementors and it's like a silver animal. And it's just like whatever animals like your favorite or like is in your heart. He's thinking. He's thinking. Hmm. I took a quiz and I found out what mine was. Like an official quiz. I don't know how official it was. The guy in the yeah, alley said it was said it was official. Mine would probably be. Hmm. 
Yeah, this is good. Mine would probably be a sea lion, leopard seal. Boom. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah, it's like it's like the it's like it's like the meanest seal of them all. Yeah, Meat eating and everything. It's a leopard seal, bro. <laughs> um, huge. Also, what house do you think you'd be placed in, or which house? I should say. I don't know. They're all so terrible. <laughs> Wait, they're terrible? I thought people couldn't decide which one they love the most. Uh, <laughs> this one's ter- the house, like the sorting hat puts you in a house and you're like, that's terrible. Try again. <laughs> We've already <laughs> been through all of them. <laughs> you're such an um, upstart for the levity. More than likely Ravenclaw, but make Ravenclaw cooler. Like you- I want the logo... I want the logo to be like the meanest looking freaking black bird you've no, ever but, seen. No, but like you get Ravenclaw supposed to be like for the people who tend to be more like knowledge and academically focused. But the fact that you came in Ravenclaw and you're like, change like, it. What are the other ones standing for? What do the like, other ones stand for? Okay, so I oh man, if anybody loves Harry Potter and they're listening to this, they're gonna they're gonna lose their minds. Okay, so that's <laughs> Ravenclaw, and this is just what. They, it's not like that's the only thing they are. I like you're right because like Hermione would probably be a Ravenclaw then. Um, Hufflepuff is the, the badger. Uh, they're usually very friendly. They like to work together. They're very kind. The Slytherin. Uh, a lot of people misconstrue them for evil. That's not necessarily true. They like the snake, uh, but it is that they're cunning. They um they're they're kind of always thinking you know about like uh, what's what's the what are the best moves um and kind of the you know the quickest routes as it were uh, and again can be misconstrued for evil a lot of evil people come out of slytherin but that doesn't mean that it's exclusive to them um but yeah more so cunning like i said and then gryffindors are your your proud loyal leader types um you know the the kind of the the guys who are and the guys the gals the people who are going to be like the ones to lead the charge the most courageous of the bunch so yeah, i know cool. probably be slithering slithering i'd be slithering slithering or slithering in this slithering <laughs> i am a thinker like i'll sit back and ponder things a lot maybe i overthink things to a certain degree but I'm also no bitch, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so Gryffindor's kind of calling my name just a little bit, you know? Okay. Um, nice. I mean, is there like a is there like a club for assholes? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's called Durmstrang. They're like that Russian school or whatever. <laughs> Which may or yeah, may not be all be, boys or something. I, I could be a bit of an asshole. I could be a little mean, too. I mean... Uh, I, I don't know, especially at a place like school. School just brings out the worst in me. So the sorting hat would just turn around and look at all the professors and be like, I can't sort this one. You don't want him here. <laughs> this one's trouble. <laughs> and I'd just be like, I'm my own faction, asshole. Like, you like raise your hand. You're like, where's the dark arts class? I'm like, well, defense against the dark arts is right down this hallway. No, I want to learn some dark magic stat. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, I don't need to defend against it. I need to use it. I want to know those yeah. three uh, unforgivable curses. Like the there's the death one. <laughs> there's like the one that tortures people, and there's the one that I can maybe make people do whatever I want. I don't really care which one you teach me first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would, and, and no, don't try and stop me. I would be the worst warlock ever. Yeah. All right. And they call them wizards. There, you're not a. 
Yeah. You're a wizard, Harry. Yeah, you're a wizard. So you're, Warlocks you're... aren't a thing. What are the female... Witches. They're called witches. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll leave it hey, on. Any no thoughts one's... on it, Jimmy? Any uh, thoughts? Honorable uh, mention? We're not I, sure when I it's coming it's, out. We thought it's... it was this year. It might be next year. Yeah, I think it's getting pushed back. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm interested in it for sure. They leaked footage a long time ago of this, unfortunately. So I'm... Uh, I do want to play it, and I want to see if I get sorted into if you get to choose, or if I get sorted into the house that uh, that I I've gotten in the past. We'll see. What's yours, Gryffindor? Yeah, I'm a Gryffindor. And my Patronus was a Newfoundland. Can you believe it? That's like spot on. Really? <laughs> yeah, it was like a big dog. Yeah. I was like, ah, yeah. That's it. cool. That's cool. I wonder yeah. what mine would really be like. I like leopard seals. All right. I'll shoot you the quiz. Cool. Yeah, somebody made me take it a while ago. Maybe I would get like, like, Canadian Timberwolf. Let's be honest, though. It's like any of those quizzes. They're like, which Disney princess are you? And I'm gonna keep taking it until I get the one I want. You know what I mean? Like, it's like totally random. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I would get like a grizzly bear. I'd settle for that. You know, something big and burly like myself. I love dogs and wolves. They're probably my favorite animals. But there's something so cool about bears, man. Bears are just. As I True. talked about with you, like Reese, I was like, if they had opposable thumbs and were a little bit, you know, bigger in the brain department, we would never have gotten to the point we're at. Like the bears would have taken over. Like they're nuts, Potentially. man. Potentially. Potentially. No, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, honorable mention for sure. Well, Joe, that's going to wrap up our discussion here today about these uh, games that are coming up hopefully in 2021. Uh, I did ask our Legionnaires to kind of write in and tell us what games they're looking forward to. But if you are listening to this right now, and you actually or watching this on YouTube, uh, please leave down in the comments. Just comment and tell us which games you're looking forward to and why. Uh, and if you are listening to us, then you could tweet at us and just send us a hashtag that's like hashtag game of 2021 and tell us what game that is. Um, oh, Joe, do you, do you hear that? Oh my gosh, Joe! It's, it sounds what? like something something magical is happening. Oh oh my god, Joe! Three doors just appeared over here. I can't believe it. Oh my gosh, Joe. And guess what? They're here for you. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, it's been a long day. Don't freak me out, It's bro. time for a brand new segment of the show that I'm trying out, baby. And I don't know what Did to call it. Did you say it. brand new? I said brand new, baby. You gotta believe it. Oh, God, we're spicing it up. And I can't believe I'm doing this, but we're doing it real quick. Because I wrote this today and I thought it'd be fun. Okay, anyway. Joe. <laughs> Joe, we're going to cue some music so that way you don't hear the music, but everybody else does. All right, Joe. Welcome, Joe, to your mystery villain dates. Ooh, all right. Joe, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to talk to you about our contestants here today, and all you need to do is listen in and tell me which villain I'm talking about. Shouldn't be too hard. I hope I didn't make these too vague, but if you're at home, feel free to play along. I'm... I'm happily married. I'm in a relationship. I can't do this. All right, here we go. (laughs) He's an accomplished genetics engineer who just adores playing God. While his initial claim to fame came to him on an island off the coast of Costa Rica, he has since moved on to greener pastures, a.k.a. that same island, decades later. His trajectory toward true villainy would come in the creation of some very toothy monsters. He's known for many quotes, but here's one that he chose specifically for us today. Monster is a relative term. To a canary, a cat is a monster. We're just used to being the cat. Who is our villain? <laughs> it's uh, uh, the Jurassic Park uh, Asian doctor. Um, 
Exactly! No. I don't remember his name! I don't remember his name! I thought you might not. Dr. Henry Wu. Mr. Wu! Dr. Henry Wu. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well done. Thank you, Doctor. Please go back to making horrible abominations. Appreciate it. Um, so he's left now. Joe, door number two. Oh my gosh, you are not even ready for this one. Uh, okay. <clears throat> I like this, Jimmy. I like it. As the self-proclaimed mistress of evil, our next secretive villainess is anything but lacking when it comes to presentation. Touting, and I quote, all the powers of hell, this femme fatale's powers include, but are not limited to, thorn growth, pinwheel flight, and draconic transformation. While she has many quotes she is known for, this is the one she offered up here. The princess shall indeed grow in grace and beauty, beloved by all who know her. But before the sun sets on her 16th birthday, she shall prick her finger on the spindle of a spinning wheel and die. Who is our secret villainess? Please say something. This hurts my face. <laughs> I have no clue. Prick her finger on a spindle and die? I know I've heard that. Did she actually die? Mm-hmm. It was a sleep-like death. Sleeping Beauty. Is the villain, is she from Sleeping Beauty or the <laughs> From Sleeping Beauty. Okay. I was like, yep, that's right. The villain that everybody knows, Aurora. Uh, uh, I'm gonna need to use a lifeline here, please. Uh, I'm sorry, you don't get any lifelines on today's show, and uh, if you don't guess the villain, she will kill us both. And the show will be over. You have to get this right, or we're gonna die. I'm allowed to Google? You can't Google. Just think of Sleeping Beauty. Who's the villain in Sleeping Beauty, for the love of God? <laughs> goodness, goodness. This is an all-ages show. Maleficent? That's correct! Is really? I honestly... I honestly have no clue. She can turn into a dragon. I thought that was a bad giveaway. Oh, yeah, turn into a dragon. Okay. See, I used you Draconic Transformation, so that way I threw yeah. you off. See? I didn't want to make it too easy, because I we've played the animal guessing game in the past. This last one should be pretty easy. <clears throat> Our final contestant here tonight, behind door number three. Ooh, it's a steel-plated door, too. Look at that. Um, as a former member of the Strategic Advisory Cell and the Republic Special Weapons Group, this admiral found himself in rather high standing when it came time to build a massive weapon. Preferring to wear white, even after Labor Day, our mystery villain also sports a cape to give him more of a billowing presence. Flanked often by a squad of his own death troopers, this eventual director was just looking to get the attention he so rightly deserved. Although almost anything he said could be conveyed as a quote, here's the one he chose for me to deliver today. Are you blind? Deploy the garrison! Who is our mystery villain? Be careful not to choke on your aspirations, Director Krennic. Yeah! Oh, thank you. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you got all those right. Was it was it uh, mystery date with a villain or villainess? Villainess. Uh, I tried to allow you to just you just had to guess them. Um, <laughs> and if you it didn't, was great. We'd die. It was great, <laughs> and you. the last one was my favorite. 
I'm glad you liked that. Well, I had it. I was like, we gotta, we gotta kind of switch it up a little bit. And are you blind? Deploy? Are we blind? Deploy the garrison. I love yes. that. So good. So yeah. I freaking. He has so many lines. And then I love Darth Vader interacting with him. Be careful yeah. not to choke in your aspirations. <sighs> I love it so much. But I thought that would be a fun little game. And if we ever play it again in the future, remember you have to get them all right. Otherwise. We both die, and we can't do the show anymore. Uh, so if I ever wanted to end the show, I'd just give you a villain you had no idea about. I can't believe you can get <laughs> Maleficent that. I was like, okay, my writing, I feel like, is pretty good. And the delivery, that's the, the trick. You know, You're you talking get... to the wrong guy. I mean, you got a little off my beaten path there. That's good. That's right. You got Disney+. Plus. You have no more excuses. He's like, Angelina Jolie, she's back. Um, uh, that wasn't the one I was talking about, uh, which also, yeah. Yeah, if you watch that original Sleeping Beauty, Maleficent is quite terrifying. Anyway, Joe, let's wind down the show. I don't know why I'm singing right now. Uh, just getting late. Uh, so it's, it's it's time for Time Killers. <laughs> it's, it's, it's time. time. It's, it's time. It's, it's time. It is time. Uh, Joe, what are you been killing time with there, buddy? Uh... For myself, I've been watching a lot of Archer, my friend. I've oh, yeah. uh, watched the most recent season. I believe it's like season 11 or something like that. And then I've gone back to watch older seasons. At first, Archer was an acquired taste. But ultimately, I it really grew on me. And it became something I was attached to. Hmm. I actually now prefer that, um, that style of animation and... It's really interesting, and I also love the premise of it. You know, the secret spy and all that, kind of 0070, but kind of goofy. And then um, and then I like that in later seasons, they get creative with it, and they do the whole he's in a coma thing, and he's dreaming up these sequences with all of his comrades. And wow. um, and uh, they're, they're all playing this particular part in this. He dreams a whole season, uh, like him on uh, – uh, I forget what the season was called. It was on something island, on Danger Island. It was called. Yeah. So he's a, he's like a transport plane pilot on a on an island, and then there becomes this search for an idol and fighting Nazis, and it basically turns a little bit into an Indiana Jones ripoff. But needless to say, it's really cool, well done, uh, good animation. I love the voice acting, um, and. and yeah, it's just fun, and it's a good laugh. And it, and I also feel like it's slightly tasteful and more adult, which I really appreciate. So, um, yeah, so overall, been killing a lot of time with that and just kind of watching that in my spare time that I do have. Uh, haven't been playing too much for games lately. I did try out um, Star Wars Squadrons. Um, as I will admit that it's well done, it's cool, it's somewhat interesting, um, I don't know if it has longevity. I mean, how long can I fly around shooting at something? <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, then, uh, what else? I tried something else. What was it? Ah, who the hell cares? Anywho. <laughs> uh, good, good. Really, I, that's been my time killers. I've been pretty busy as of late and, um, I am continuing on the Titans uh, watch um, marathon here uh, every weekend. I try and get a couple episodes in with yourself. Mm. Uh, yep. But, uh, but yeah, that does it for me. Jimmy, yourself. Uh, I did also play some Star Wars Squadrons recently. I was waiting to see if Joe stuck around before I actually purchased it because I had a free play weekend. I thought it was fun, but I'd 
like to try it multiplayer, see if it has that longevity as well. Joe and I have been watching Titans, but we also watched Birds of Prey. I don't know if we'll do an episode on it. In short, it was fine. Uh, I thought it was okay. I, I'm. Well, it wasn't. It? it wasn't a big enough sh- like movie personally for me as far as like superhero stuff goes that like I would have needed to see it in theaters. I was kind of glad like I saw it at home. Even for villains. Even yeah. for villains. I was just like, yeah, yeah. Um, I was like, oh, this is fine. Margot Robbie does a great job. I think they're all really good actors in that movie. I was just kind of. It was just kind of. It was all right. You know, that's all. It has those. It has those redeeming qualities in the acting and, and yeah. the quality the the job but as far as like just the premises i don't know the premise as a whole and yeah it it gets a little distasteful to me after a bit so yeah review to come or not i don't know yeah we'll see uh but i also finally watched point break movie that came out in 1991 starring keanu reeves and patrick swayze Uh, you know what for a movie that came out in 1991 a Pretty much all of it was practical. Um, basically, it's Keanu Reeves is a really he's like a FBI agent who's fresh, uh, fresh to LA. They're trying to catch these bank robbers uh, who have been going around and been stealing bank, stealing from banks for a couple of years now, and they can just never catch these guys. But then they start to figure out that maybe these guys actually are surfers. So uh, what Keanu has to do is he has to kind of infiltrate the surfing scene in Los Angeles and kind of figures out who these people are, but eventually it gets a little tangled because he actually starts to care about these people and these people start to care about him and it gets a little messy. It's a two and a half hour movie, but it goes by super fast and I really enjoyed it. I was like, this is pretty dang good. Uh, I had a good time with it. So Point Break, man, it was fun. Um, by the way, Point Break, the title is based off of like surfing. That's what it's from, like a specific break if you find a Point Break. I know, I know what that was, uh, but it was pretty cool. Uh, there's also a really cool shot of Keanu Reeves jumping out of a plane without a parachute and a revolver. So, kind of a spoiler, but pretty dope all the same. Anyway, uh, as far as other stuff's go- going, um, man, that's pretty much it. Uh, been still trying to kill Fatalis on <laughs> Monster Hunter. Man, he's tough. Got Alatreon, uh, but still got to get Fatalis. One of these days I will. Uh, but yeah, but that's pretty much it for me as far as Time Killers goes that I can think of right now. Anyway, let's move into my personal favorite segment of the show to wrap up the show, which is community feedback and, and questions. And questions, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I asked our lovely legionnaires which games they're most excited about in our Discord. So if you have already answered this, I mean, feel free to answer it again if you'd like to um, down in the comments or whatnot. But I asked our, our legionnaires, and this is what they came back with. Zora Caviar, a.k.a. Caden, said, Monster Hunter! Um, with a gif of Sheldon for the Big Bang Theory hyperventilating into a paper bag. Hmm, that's not a sentence I thought I'd say today. Uh, and when I asked him to describe why, he said, You haven't lived until you've piloted an Azuros and taken a Rathi into Poundtown with an Azuros special finisher. Also, please just give us more demos and general publishers. I agree with that. Um, Missile Mage just said Horizon. I would imagine Horizon Zero Dawn Forbidden West is what he's referring to. He loves Horizon more than I do, and I like it quite a bit. Uh, yeah. Also, we did get a, a question here, Joe. Are you ready for this? Ready as I'll ever be. This one you might not be able to um, answer because I had to like look into it myself because um, I thought it was a trick question. Uh, <laughs> I was asked, 
if I thought that a uh, a new Spyro game was going to come out this year, and then I was like, uh, it seemed like it kind of like maybe already been announced or something like that. And for people who don't know Spyro, it's a little purple dragon, uh, third person action games. But uh, Missile went on to say Spyro Masters are usually a year after Crash, and Crash had a game last year. If that's the case, then maybe Spyro is one of those characters that's been around for a long time. I would not be surprised to see that, um, you know, a new Spyro game for that. And I was like, okay, cool. Uh, I kind of already answered this one earlier, Joe, uh, but uh, the question we got in from Ryan, or layman's terms, uh, he says, what's a Switch title you were looking forward to? I talked about Monster Hunter, but for me, it's probably new Pokemon Snap. I don't know if there's any games on Switch, Joe, that you're excited about. Well, like I said, I think if I was a big traveler or something, I think, and I relied on one for my gaming um, dose, I would go for something like Monster Hunter. Right. Sure. Yeah. Uh, final two questions come in both from Zora Caviar. It says, are you interested in the medium and are live action trailers cool or lame? Medium is this kind of first, I think it's first person horror, kind of like going in and out of realms to tackle something. I think it looks cool from a distance. I don't know if I get into it. Also, I don't know how I feel about live action trailers. Like I would love to star in one personally, but it's weird when it's for like a game and the game isn't live action. Do you know what I mean? Like, if it's, they're, like, showing off a game. Well, I don't know. Some of them can be cool. Like, I think they've done it for, like, God of War and stuff, where it's, like, a live-action kind of trailer, sort of, with, like, visual enhancements. Maybe it just depends on the game. I don't know, Joe. What do you think? Live-action trailers? Do you buy them? I'm trying to think of ones that I've seen that are live-action trailers. Oh, you know what's a live-action trailer? The oh, Call of Duty yeah, I knew you were going to say. I was like, it's Kobe <laughs> O'Brien, or back in the day when Kobe was around with, the, like, the guns and the stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. That'll give me the buy game. So man. not that. Like, more, maybe not such a jokey one. Um, yeah, because they used to have the ones where it was, like, one of, it was, like, the, it was the vet and the noob, and it was always, like, it's like now you're doing yeah. it, noob. Like uh, that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe more like serious. Would you take a serious live action trailer to heart? Yeah, I mean, I would. I would appreciate it. I mean, yeah. I, I have an artistic mind uh, more than most would think, and I can really appreciate that. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of one I've seen though, and I can't. I, you know, I feel like what was that one with? Uh, the, the guy who played, he's got a twin brother. He played uh, Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, you're talking about World. Quantum Break. That was like a whole, that was like a movie game thing, though. I don't know if it was, a, were they, maybe they had trailers for it, too. Yeah, and I feel like it was very kind of looked, they tried to make it look very real live action. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. Otherwise, I don't know if that I have a particular example to give a very uh, thorough answer. That's fine. If you could make one game magically release in 2021, what would it be? For me, it's so easy. It's just Monster Hunter World 2. Monster Hunter World 2. Yeah, whatever that sequel is. I'm sorry. I know people are like, just play Rise. It's just not the same. I'm sorry, guys. I'm so sorry. Um, I just Just know it. Just play Rise. It is not the same. I I know. I'm sure that game will be amazing. Um, And final question, even though I said two and now it's three. Since a new Pokemon will inevitably release this year, What's your dream starter, as in what animal is it based on, and what is its typing? Joe's making a leopard seal. It's it's water yeah. and ground. Leopard seal, water and frost. Water and frost water is pretty good. So a dugong. <laughs> kind of only way meaner and scarier. <laughs> it's That's way the meaner thing about spotted. leopard seals. They, they actually scare me. 
I want to get in the water with one of those. It's like yeah. a wolf in the water, only way bigger. Yeah. Um, for me, it's going to be a bear, some sort of bear, and it's going to be ghost and ground. It's going to be really mm-hmm. weird. Yeah, we're talking Pokemon. You're right. I would totally go for something in the ghost category. Dude, typing, like, I'm not even a huge ghost fan, but for some odd reason, every time someone's like, oh, like, what would be a cool typing? I'm like, ghost and, like, it's always like, I'm like, what if it's like a fire ghost, dude? (laughs) Oh, my God. But they have one, and it's a stupid, like, chandelier, and I'm like, I'm not okay with it, or whatever. Anytime somebody's like, Pokemon, what favorite Pokemon? Go, Haunter. Haunter's up there. Maybe oh, it's a sure. go- well, but if it's an animal, yeah, I think a bear would be kind of cool. And they probably have done a bear in the past. I'm so sorry. I'm not. I have not kept up with Pokemon, but I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna throw that out there. I think there was one that was kind of bear esque. They've had bears see. like Ursaring and things, but I'm dude. Since since the originals, though, geez, I know nothing. Just no firefighting types, because apparently that's become kind of a trend recently. Where it starts off, it's like it's a little chicken, and then it's like, but its third form is a firefighting. And I'm like, <laughs> how did it go from little chicken? It's like, okay. Oh, like, I always liked like Machoke, Machoke, Machamp. Dude, yeah, they were great. I actually know way too much about those guys. Um, But yeah, those like just a, would you just say a standard fighting type? I don't know, but they look kind of like people. Like what animal would they be? A little bit. They're weird. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I weird. would consider them to be like ape. Oh, sure. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, a gorilla. I'm sure they've done a gorilla too. The problem is like. If they did the gorilla and the bear and stuff way back in like Gen 2, I think it just would have looked cooler. Because it used to make sense. Like with for alligator, he was like a big alligator. And then like Croconaw was like coming out of an egg looking thing. Nowadays, it's True. just like, it's just so, it's overly designed. I'm Sometimes like, it's just like shapes plugged together. <laughs> and they're like, it's a Pokemon. It's like, like I've literally seen like triangles chained together to make a somewhat of an animal shape and my favorite's that. the honeycombs the three honeycombs that have some wings and there's like three little faces on it i'm like okay executes one thing and it's just a bunch of eggs that turn into a tree but that is as far as we go um yeah anyway great questions and if you guys ever have any further questions or ideas or topics for the show anytime it doesn't have to be for like the next week or whatever else please just uh like Text or tweet us uh, with the hashtag critical podcast and just say like hey this is an idea i had or this would be a great question for the show or just honestly leave a comment down below if you're watching on youtube that would be the best thing you could possibly do if you're gonna tweet us yeah. though huh? no no think about that oh you could literally pick the next show the you next could. episode you, you could literally pick it. you have all the power, the power. And if you guys really like that whole villain segment thing, which I still don't know what to call it, because uh, I probably put music on there too. If you have any ideas or suggestions for villains, please send them my way because I like writing those little things up and putting on my little uh, game show announcer voice. It's a lot of fun for me. Yeah, I like Blind Date with Villain. Yeah, dude. Oh, what? And you, that's, got, that's you got to pick all three because if you don't, they'll kill us. <laughs> they will kill us. <laughs> and if you're an artist out there and you want to draw what that game show looks like with Joe sitting in a seat and me behind a desk and all the villain <laughs> silhouettes, I would love it. Can I pay just you? Just think of who wants to be a millionaire and then just put the villains oh, over it's behind like the dating game. and turned around. Like, where was the dating game back in the day? Where I know just... what you're talking about. I don't yeah. think. Yeah, yeah. What a weird show that I kind of missed. I, I'm sure it's still around, but it'd be like, there's like three ladies behind a curtain and he'd be like, uh, contestant number two, uh, do you like uh, pineapple on your pizza? Like, that's disgusting. You'd be like, get her out of here. Um, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Um, 
But yeah, anyway, so hashtag critical podcast at GoCritical or at JimmyGood013 if you want to find me. However, if you would like to tweet at Joe, you can find him at... I'm pulling it up. It's Joe Lever <laughs> underscore 627. Joe Lever underscore 627. I knew that, Jimmy. I was just testing you, bro. No, because last week I corrected you or I confirmed the falsity that you produced. I was like, that's right. And I looked at him like, that's not. So I'm sorry. Is falsity a word? It's getting late. Um, That's <laughs> okay. Um, but yes, uh, you guys are probably seeing other things pop up here on the end of the stream or at the end of the video. Gosh, I am losing it <laughs> at the end of this video. <laughs> uh, if you're watching it, uh, but we have a bunch of links down below for all the various places you can support us. If you are listening though, and I know there are some people out there who are just listening to us um, like on Google Play or Spotify or iTunes, please let me know. Like that would be great. I would just love to hear what you think. And if that platform has a review um, set up, then if you could leave us a review, regardless, I just want to know what people think of the show um, and what ways we can improve it or what things you would like to see brought back or ideas or whatever else. Because honestly, we're making this so you guys can listen to it because we would just be having these conversations just the two of us off air. Uh, so, yeah, we want you to be part of it as well. So, guys, thank you so much for being here today. Um, huge thank you to our patrons who help produce this show. You guys mean the world to us. Uh, and until next time, here's looking forward to 2021. And just remember to adapt and overcome. Bye.